In today's episode of Let's Talk About It, we will be exploring what it looks like to deal with or share relationship or space with church leadership with whom you don't agree. And then we're going to continue by exploring the five love languages. What are they and what in the world do they have to do with you? So you're here. You've joined us. Now let's talk about it. Hello. Yo. And welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It. I'm Malcolm Morgan. And I'm Micah Morgan. Thank you guys for joining us. You guys could be listening to any podcast in the world right now. Or or you could be listening to nothing. You could be sitting in silence right you now. You could be. But we're so <laughs> glad that you decided to join us. And just to remind you, this podcast is brought to you by Urban Arts Digital. Ooh. You can follow at Urban Arts Digital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for updates about this and other podcasts. My love, how are you doing today? Oh, you know. <laughs> I feel like I say some version of that every time. But maybe you don't know. I haven't gotten to see you as often. I know. So this is one of those days where um, I'm working from home and Micah was working in her office. And Mm so I didn't get to see her today. And it's a sad existence. Oh. Being home without you. It was mutually sad. But now we're here. But now we're here doing work. (laughs) But it's it's fun work. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, how are you? I'm doing all right. Yeah. I'm feeling, you know, not any more energized than normal, but no. seeing you helps me be motivated. Well, you look good. Yeah. Thanks. Am I glowing? Eh? <laughs> Am I glowing? Oh my God. So y'all, we are, I feel like it's, it's losing, it's, it's losing its oomph to say we're excited to talk about whatever we're going to talk about, but it is genuine. It is. We genuine. are. We don't talk about things. We're not excited. To we talk don't. About Cause it'll show. It will. It will absolutely show. So we will, we assure you that we were, we are excited about everything that we discuss with you. <laughs> so I, what are we talking about first? You lead the way. I'll follow you. Let's talk about this whole leadership situation. Mm. Why don't we talk about that? So I am sure that that you or someone you know or that you've just overheard this happen where someone has pulled back from a church or some kind of Christian ministry because they don't agree with the leadership. Mm. And we want to talk about that today. Yeah. First off, I think I I habitually begin here because I just want to make sure we have a compassionate kind of stance mm-hmm. when we have these conversations. Noticing that you have a significant difference in value or belief with your leader, mm-hmm. whether it's a pastor or like maybe you're maybe you're still, you know, in school on campus and you're in a campus ministry and you notice you've got a significant difference in thinking mm-hmm. um, with with that leader. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel good, yeah. you know, to notice that. And so if if that's you, if you're listening and you've got this experience or you're going through it right now, 
we just want to acknowledge that we know that it's hard. Me and Malcolm have been there before, mm-hmm. so you're not alone. You are not alone. Um, but we really do want to have this conversation sensitively um, and just begin there. But Malcolm, how would you kind of describe what what this is like? Like, are we just talking about like, oh, my leader really likes this TV show and I can't stand that actor. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> or what, do you, what are we talking about here? Well, it could be a lot of different things. Like, I think one of the things that I've experienced is the way a leader treats people. Mm. Um, I think we've, we've, we've both experienced this where whether it's you personally or how they treat somebody else, um, there's just a pattern of people either not being handled well, not being handled with great, not with enough grace. Yeah. Um, are favoring certain people over others. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be a rough situation, especially when it's not you, when you have to watch somebody else go right. through it. How do you respond to that? And how do you address that? Cause it's, it's hard to be that person that comes from the outside and says, Hey, you, you're doing this wrong yeah. and, and I don't like it. You know, yeah. um, it, it, it could even be something um, where they've made a decision Mm-hmm. That you don't agree. That you with. don't agree with. Yeah. Um. Or have embraced a theology or teaching mm-hmm. that is in error. Mm-hmm. Um. It could be a lot of. It could be a lot of things. There's a lot of degrees to it, right? Right. There's yeah. a lot of degrees to it. So I want to also reiterate that it's okay to have differences. It is, and it's okay to disagree. Um. Mm-hmm. I worry if I worry if a lot of people begin with. If there's difference at mm. all, mm-hmm. then I need to jump ship. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I mean, now, of course, if if we're getting into issues of, like, there are salvific issues, mm-hmm. issues related to what does it mean to be in relationship with Jesus or, or what did Jesus accomplish on the cross yeah. that you're disagreeing about? Yeah, yeah I think, I think that could create enough tension mm-hmm. enough discomfort for you as a person you know in that organization or in that church to experience more harm than growth yeah. and so by all means like if it's to that degree or mm-hmm. if it's an area that you're disagreeing about that's that essential mm-hmm. I mean, you're, it's going to be your choice either way. Right. But, you know, this is us saying, like, yeah, we we completely get that. Mm-hmm. We understand why you would be, you know, losing sleep over that or really experiencing a lot of discomfort. But for me, I'm wondering if we, if we sell the experience of having difference short. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if we don't value it enough. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool to be in a church community and be like, Hey, that person over there has this, this viewpoint or this, you know, thought or this value that doesn't quite jive with me. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't harm people who look like me. It doesn't harm, you know, people who can't speak for themselves or who are disadvantaged. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's pretty cool that we get to share this space and share civil conversation about it. I, I don't know. I think that's, what do you think about that? You've heard me talk about this a lot. Just people talk about diversity, but diversity of thought is important. It is, yeah. Like being able to look and see things from a different perspective, have a different point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I work on a church staff, and 
I believe everybody else on staff has or has had kids. Mm -hmm. So their perspective is very different from mine as I'm married, but I don't have any kids. Uh So, for example, when we're planning events, I'm like, oh, whenever. And they're like, uh, Uh, no, it needs to be between these and these hours (laughs) because our kids are doing X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, I wasn't thinking about that. Exactly. Or or like... uh, this happens to me every school year. I look up at their school buses and I'm like, when did Where this, do they come from? When did school start? Like, I have no idea when that happens. <laughs> yeah. And so if you had a, if, if I'm on a, you know, for the example of a church staff with a bunch of me's, none of us would be thinking about that. And we would plan mm-hmm. some event at eight o'clock on a Sunday night and no one with kids no would, would be show. there because they can't. <laughs> <laughs> you have pretty much a singles ministry, right? <laughs> which there's nothing wrong with there's that, wrong but with that's that. not what you planned. Yeah. <laughs> So it's important to have different perspectives, people from different people from different walks of life, people that have experienced different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so difference is inherent. Is it inherently bad? I would say difference is inherently good. Yeah. I would even y'all if y'all hadn't gotten to know me yet, you know, I hesitate to say absolute statements, mm-hmm. but I, I I'm willing to stand by this. Like difference is good. I think I would agree with that. And I wonder if. Yeah, I just wonder if we if we maybe even stunt our growth a little bit. Yeah. If we um choose our, you know, affiliations with churches or Christian ministries or organizations based upon the idea that we have to share like every major value with the leadership. Mm-hmm. Um and I think too difference sharpens us. Yeah. Like we learn We learn how to handle conflict. Mm -hmm. We learn how to regulate our own emotions, emotions like curiosity Mm -hmm. and anger and frustration. When we have to share space with people who have different values from us. Hmm. Um, But again, you know, as I said earlier, if those values are causing people Mm -hmm. harm, you know what I mean? Like that for me is where I draw the line and I'm not trying to impose my line on anyone else. Mm -hmm. But if I, you know, if I see that there's something that's important to a leader or there's a way of thinking, or there's Mm -hmm. a way of interacting with groups of people, um, that causes significant harm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I hesitate to stay connected. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, as best as I can, I don't want to be affiliated with or connected with a pattern of harm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, granted, our world is becoming more and more complex, so it's getting more difficult to avoid being complicit <laughs> right. in harm. But, right. you know, I think that would be one line I would draw for myself when yeah. I'm thinking about this question. How do I handle disagreeing with with leadership? Yeah. Um, I think the other big elephant in the room that most people don't address is that it's easy. It's much, it's much easier to be around people that agree with you all the time. Uh We, a lot of times for the most part, we choose our environments based on that. Mm -hmm. Like no one goes into a, into a, let's say in this theater, a theoretical room and say, I'm going to fill this room with people that actively disagree with me. We don't, we don't naturally do that. (laughs) This guy's going to be my best friend because we are the on the exact opposite sides of this, polar opposite of this argument like no one no one goes into a situation hoping and looking for that well well i mean yeah if you're if you're trying to start a fight yes but i'm talking about (laughs) yeah an environment where you feel comfortable that's not what you're looking for um so i think what sometimes what we set ourselves up for is we go into a space with limited information Mm -hmm. limited knowledge and see a couple things and say all right 
this is the place that aligns with my values and in, in, in all things. And yeah. then we hit this wall where, you know, for some of us, it was the, the 2016 election where we started yes. to see, okay, these people may not be completely for me in this oh. space. Um. <laughs> Disillusionment yeah. is what comes to mind. Yeah. Like this, this moment where the ideal make-believe world that you may have been living in where you not only share values with the people around you, but you can anticipate that they will go to bat for you. Mm-hmm. When that comes crashing down, yeah. that is not a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely say that that was a significant moment for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, especially people of color, Christians of color. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's this, this thought Sometimes there are times in our life where maybe we're just going through a really tough time and we're extremely stressed and Mm -hmm. we don't have the emotional like margin or leftovers to be in a space where you share significant difference with your leadership. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of want to make space for that because I can think of times in my life where I don't even want to deal with it. I don't even want to. I want to just I want to be with. What do we call them? Like-minded people. It was like <laughs> we had a, a friend of ours who politically we were not on the same page. We don't agree with. Mm. And so we started going down that road. And I was just like, you guys, to be honest, I don't want to talk about this. I yeah. like I like you guys. Let's, let's just, not, let's go just there. not even do it. Yeah. Let's not. Not in, I, I just don't want to. <laughs> I know where this goes at the end of the day. And it's, it's nice to be mm. respected, though. Uh-huh. It's nice to to have. The person on the other end of that say, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. What are we going to watch? Or right. What are we going to eat? Mm-hmm. And so I think the bottom line is regardless of what you choose, you know, if you choose to stay in a space with leadership with whom you disagree mm-hmm. or if you choose to leave. I mean, at best, you want to have your choice be honored. And yeah. I think what makes me sad is when people make a decision to to sever themselves from a space that. A lot of them get, you know, criticized, maybe even demonized, you ostracized. know, ostracized, all the, all, all the, the sized <laughs> that you can think of. Um, and I can think of times like, yeah, yeah. When I was in my teen years or in my twenties and I'm trying to understand what it looks like for people to align themselves or, you know, disengage. Mm-hmm. I was one of those people that was critical and just kind of like, oh, you know, they're not loyal. They're not faithful. But now as I'm, you know, I've grown up and I started paying some bills and voting, (laughs) you know, uh, I'm like, you know what? I respect their choice. Mm -hmm. If I see them on the street, it's, hey, how you doing? Are you, you know, you eating good? You all right? You sleeping? It's not all, you know, look at how disloyal you are. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a different tone now that I think we've been around the bend and we've seen yeah. how complex life is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to to know to know your line like you said earlier. Like mm-hmm. we've we've been in a couple di- different situations where a leader suggested a book that we didn't that we read <laughs> and then after we read it we were like oh. and what a fun conversation oh. with that leader. I really enjoyed that. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about this one. Don't know that I will not be recommending this to uh, more people. And then you you learn a lot by that interaction. Like you do. Like on one side we had people that just 
praised this book and it was no no room for any thinking otherwise and so we quickly learned okay we can't this is not a this is not a conversation that we're going to be having here. No, this is just going to be a, those people. This is not going to be. We just we just have to eat this and kind of. And that's and that's fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. and it wasn't we, a, it wasn't anything like scathing, scathing, scandalous, harmful. No, it was just a disagreement. Maybe a little harmful. If from certain perspectives, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. However, yeah. What I was grateful for is that we could have that conversation with the person who recommended it and they were open and we even could infuse some humor into it. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're never going to pick up this book again, again, but thank you. Thank you so much <laughs> for thinking of us. And it, we look forward to looking forward to reading. This book. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think having your, again, having your choice respected mm-hmm. For me, that is the ideal world that people won't be labeled as bad people Mm -hmm. or inferior somehow Mm -hmm. because they make a choice to disengage from a community or an organization. Mm -hmm. But I do think that the conversation we're having now where we kind of think out loud about, well, what is your line? Mm -hmm. And, you know, have you have you thought it through? Have you given it some time to mull it over? Mm -hmm. Have you shared? Have you like? found other sounding boards or other gained mm-hmm. wisdom. Like when we had is- issues of, of a difference or friction, it was important for us to like seek people that were a little bit, not to gossip about a situation, but say, Hey, what are we, what are we getting into? Like, what are we, are, is what we're feeling valid? Like, yeah. what is it? Like you need that. Yeah. Like people you trust yeah. to be honest with you mm-hmm. in terms of being willing to say, I think maybe you're, being a little impulsive or I think maybe you're not seeing this part of the picture. Mm -hmm. It was, it was helpful for us to have those conversations just so we could double check with ourselves. And there's also, I mean, there's, there's, there's some spaces where a person who you may not be as close to, but is completely separated from what, from the situation. Like we had a situation where we were in a, a, just a a very toxic situation. Mm -hmm. And so we had, talk to some people close to us and of course you know to some degree you expect your friends to like stand up for you and understand mm-hmm. and so there's this person that didn't had just met us wasn't even really from the area we were from um and we had, were kind of just kind of almost just telling stories about things that are happening and they're just looking at us horrified like yeah no that's not yeah that's not good that's not good and it's and so it kind of like woke us up like Okay, we're not crazy. Yeah. Like, and we've, we got so, it becomes so normal for us. But a person completely from the outside of this, yeah. from this fear and our sphere of relationship was looking at us like, that's not healthy. Uh, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. It was a, it was a get out moment yeah. for sure. It was. Um, and it, it's never easy. Mm-hmm. Never. And we want to acknowledge that as well. It mm-hmm. was. It's never been easy for us when we've mm-hmm. we've noticed. And we've messed up sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. You will mess up. Indeed. Um, but those nuggets of wisdom in terms of like stepping back, pulling focus, asking ourselves questions about, mm-hmm. 
you know, is this an opportunity for us to like, is there significant harm being done? Mm -hmm. Is this an opportunity for us to learn how to do conflict? Well, how to handle our own emotions better? Mm -hmm. Have we checked in with people who we trust to call us out? If Mm -hmm. we are making an impulsive decision, have we talked with someone who's, you know, far removed from our situation Mm -hmm. who can kind of see it with clear eyes? Like these are all things that we've, used as markers mm-hmm. to kind of make this decision. So again, as always, mm-hmm. feel free to continue this conversation with us. We hope that I mean this by no means can scrape the entire surface mm-hmm. of this topic, but we hope that those little nuggets that we gave, those markers can just get the conversation going on your end. Mm-hmm. So um feel free to tweet us, add us, hashtag mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But let's continue with something I really enjoy. The five love languages for our relationships segment. So did we did we discover this at the same time? Um, I think I had heard it prior. I'd heard of it prior. I didn't like I hadn't really like investigated it, like Mm -hmm. done the test and all that stuff. But I heard it referenced and maybe even done a little bit of reading about it Mm -hmm. prior to us getting married. And I wonder if I caught wind of it when I went to school Mm -hmm. for counseling. So this is The Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman, Mm -hmm. who is a renowned um, counselor. He's got many books written on this topic, but from different angles. So Mm -hmm. like for there, there's a five languages, five five Mm -hmm. love languages (laughs) (laughs) for the workplace. Mm -hmm. There's. Um, the five apology languages, there's, you know, there's many different ways to look at this. And of course, for those in, you know, in the science world who want things to be done by the book there, to my knowledge, I don't think there's been extensive research to see like, is this, you know, valid in terms of, can this be duplicated in research and things like that? But I can say for myself that it's helped me to understand how I show up in relationships and what my expectations are in relationships. And I know many, many people who have said the same thing. Mm -hmm. So at minimum, you have a lot of like stories and anecdotes that say this stuff is legit. Mm -hmm. So with that, Malcolm, do you remember or can you kind of peg or put words to what you think your two primary love languages are? Well, yes, I can, Michael. <laughs> um, so my primary love language. Well, do we want to go through all five first? Before oh, yeah, we do that? that's important. Yeah. Yeah. So here are the five love languages. Words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Acts of service. Receiving gifts. Quality time. And physical touch. Indeed. Um, and so on this wonderful spectrum of things, uh, my primary is quality time. And I believe my secondary was physical touch. If yeah, if I remember correctly, at least when you took the test, mm-hmm. yes. And I would I would say that's how you show up in our marriage as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so mine, I think they've they've changed since we started <laughs> dating mm-hmm. years ago. Um, I was pretty sure that mine were words of affirmation and physical touch, mm-hmm. like with words of affirmation. At the top, and then physical touch second. Mm. Um, but I think with time, I've 
begun to maybe evolve mm-hmm. since since your one of your primaries I think is quality time mm-hmm. as well. So that mine are quality time and physical touch now. Mm-hmm. I think physical touch has always been your number one, but You think so? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. So so y'all, as you're listening, when we talk about the the love languages, essentially we're asking, what is a way that you receive love mm-hmm. most effectively? Like ways, behaviors that people can do that will leave you feeling really affirmed, really valued, really loved. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, before meeting Malcolm, I've always valued word, like hearing people tell me, what I mean to them. Mm -hmm. And of course them saying it in a way that seems genuine, not just like flippantly Mm -hmm. just, you know, running off at the mouth. (laughs) Um, But now that I, yeah, now that I think about it, I was also a very touchy feely kid -hmm. (laughs) kid as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm still, I've had to, you know, tone it down a bit. I can't, you know, can't just be running up hugging folks. Touchy feely adults are just, you know, you have so many questions. There's, there are questions as a, as a touchy feely adult. (laughs) I am aware (laughs) um but yeah i think what's interesting is kind of looking back on our family of origin too Mm -hmm. and looking at okay you know when i was interacting with this person they tended to do this and i felt really loved and really seen when they did that thing um so for you malcolm is that can you kind of peg the quality time element or what do you mean in terms of in terms of your family of origin? Like, can you look back and see those things? Um, I know I come from a gift giving family. Like that's a big, mm-hmm. that's a big thing in my, in my family. Um, and so I actually, an adult now, I love being able to like give gifts and give the right, like be able to pinpoint yeah, and give the right intention. Like, so every year Christmas, ask my mom, Mom, what do you want for Christmas? Like, and do that whole thing. And she's like, I'll just give me a gift card to this, this place, or that. And I'm like, It's not the same. Okay, Mom, is there anything specific that you want? No, you can just give me gift cards. And I'm like, <laughs> And you will still work so hard to find a meaningful gift. And I'll ask everybody else in her orbit, and they're all telling me the same thing. <laughs> Get her a gift card to this. <laughs> Y'all are not helping. So, what ends up happening is. I get frustrated. We go to the store. Micah finds something that inspires her, and then it ends up working. Because um, I just, I, the Lord is faithful. <laughs> Inspiration, I need, I need guidance. Um, so I know I come from a family of gift giving. We were not a physical touch family. Like that mm. wasn't a, that was not in our DNA. <laughs> I don't really think mine was either. No, I don't think so. Yeah, no. Like I can remember moments where I would. <laughs> I remember sitting next to my mom in church mm-hmm. and like <laughs> profusely playing with my mom's elbow skin. <laughs> like it's just, it's not something that you want to feel out of the blue mm-hmm. while sitting next to someone. So from this end, like, you know, in my adult state of being, I can see how unnerving that was for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but as a child whose, you know, primary love language was probably physical touch. Mm-hmm. It meant it like feeling her skin just made me feel so safe yeah. and being close to her. And like, I just, I love, yeah, just being close to my mom. My mom gives like some of the best hugs, mm-hmm. 
But I think my mom's primary love language was acts of service. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's a common one for your whole family. Yeah, for my family, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, which I, I would say that's kind of like really low on my list. Mm-hmm. It might even be my last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was fun trying to communicate affection to my family Mm -hmm. in a completely different language where I would, you know, write poems or really heartfelt cards. And I think they valued them. Like my mom saves them and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it meant quite the same as it did as I was doing it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's always interesting to look at your family of origin and then how it, how your love language kind of changes Mm -hmm. for romantic relationships or friendships. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think you realize how, how that affects the way you interact with your family when they have a different level. You like, you don't think about that yeah. as it's happening. You just think like for a, a touchy feely kids, like, well, why does mom want to touch me? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. And you don't really understand what, like for you as a kid, you don't understand what you're doing, why you're doing it. But for like me having quality, quality time, I loved the holidays, I loved when the whole family was together. Mm-hmm. We're all sharing a meal together or putting up the Christmas tree or we're all in a room just spending time. Like I enjoy, that's what I look forward to the most about the holidays. All the other you stuff really is cool. Do. Yeah. Um, so I get like excited. Like, oh, what are we doing? I want to go do this. I want to go do that. I want to, I want to go spend just, and we don't necessarily go do anything crazy, but we're mm-hmm. just sitting around, talk, sharing stories, laughing, reminiscing, whatever. That's quality time. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's you don't think about those things when when it's happening. Like it's a mm-hmm. very I don't know I, I don't I'm sure there's the science behind it is mind blowing and it would really illuminate <laughs> all of the many synapses in my brain. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that's it's it's almost automatic and then when you kind of finally your eyes are open to it awakened to it so many other things make sense yeah other interactions where you know for the example of a a parent and a child where you miss each other constantly Mm -hmm. and like man i don't feel like i'm getting what i need from this relationship and then when you understand this you're like oh Oh. we are speaking two different (laughs) different languages two different they're buying me gifts and i just want to which i enjoy but i just want to like sit and talk yeah like and connect with you in some meaningful way. Mm-hmm. And so we're just never going to. It's like two ships just sailing past, <laughs> just sailing each, past other. each other. All of you waving and just being like, well, why didn't they stop? Why didn't they stop? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it's it's one of those. It, it, it really gives a lot of texture and context to mm-hmm. the interactions amongst your family. And then it's fun to kind of look at each individual family member. And, oh. and then seeing where like, oh, that explains that relationship. <laughs> That makes sense. And so, like, for me, even though physical touch is my is my second love language, I don't perceive myself as a super touchy-feely person. Mm. Um, but I know in our relationship, mm-hmm. like, I like to touch your hand. I like to just sometimes just Be put near. my arm or just I'll just randomly rub your face and you'll be looking at me like, please stop. <laughs> well, no, no. Let's, you know, let's accurately portray. Yes, yes. I have this thing where I can't do the just single fingertip against my skin. It tickles me. It makes me feel it's true. <laughs> like there's bugs on me. And my dearest husband here 
just so thoroughly enjoys just using his fingertips. Sometimes it's just the one finger is all you need. No, you need more than that. Please use the entire finger pad. This is a memo from management. Thank you. No, I'm just kidding. Excuse me. But yeah, there's a very um, automatic, I like the word that you used, and yeah, just second nature element to it. And I think where you begin to notice it is a when you, you know, end up talking about this at some conference that you went to and Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, let me take the exam and you discover what your love language is. And B, when you notice a pattern of just having an absence of it, like I think I really I can think of moments where I've shared relationships or friendships with people and. In hindsight, I'm like, oh, man, that makes sense. It Mm -hmm. makes sense why I didn't feel affirmed, why I didn't feel valued in that relationship. Mm -hmm. But I also am thinking about, and I don't have this fully polished just yet, but the thought that ways of harming each other Mm -hmm. that go with a love language. Like, So, for example, for me, one of the reasons I think words of affirmation is still very primary as a love language is I get so deeply wounded by you know either careless or just intentionally hurtful words yeah and i wonder if for yeah for people who i don't know what acts of service like i think that'd be a little bit more difficult what about like gift giving Mm -hmm. if they have a person that continually maybe they're passive aggressive and they're giving gifts to people around that person but keeps giving that person a really shoddy gift Mm -hmm. I wonder if our love languages also point to what does our wounding look like? What are the wounds that feel most painful? Mm -hmm. Do those wounds have to do with our love language too? Mm. I don't have the answer for that. (laughs) (laughs) Just thinking of (laughs) it. But I do know like in our relationship when I'm extremely stressed, Mm -hmm. I am less present um, and not as touchy feely, you know, mm-hmm. I, I begin withdrawing mm-hmm. and I can see how that affects you in terms of your, your second love language being physical touch, not with me not being as physically present mm-hmm. that that, you know, that hurts. I think for when I think about my love languages, both of them kind of help, um, with a certain personality trait that I have in that one of my struggles is that I'm, I'm very like a planning future oriented person hmm. and so quality time and physical touch kind of ground me a little bit yeah, keep you present and keep me present and so when i don't get those when i don't get that love language that love as we call it, our love take filled mm-hmm. in that way i can just tend to get kind of spacey and just be off slip into the future and just be worried about things that aren't present but when i when I'm with you and I'm spending quality time with you and there's physical touch, like I can stay. It helps me. Hey, I'm here. Yeah. Like I'm here with you. I do notice that now that you say that. Huh? Learn something today. Learn something. <laughs> or at least put words. Mm-hmm. to something. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, y'all, as always, these are topics that we can talk about forever. Forever. 
but we would love to hear from you. So today we've spent some time talking about our love languages, what they mean, what they look like in our relationships. We also talked about what it looks like to be in a church or a Christian organization where you have significant differences or you disagree with the leaders. Mm -hmm. So we've started talking about it here. Mm -hmm. We would love for you all to keep talking about it using the hashtag talk about it pod. And you can use that on Twitter. That's where we are primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, or Facebook. We're doing Facebook too. Sure. Do whatever, you want. <laughs> whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. So you can find Malcolm on Twitter at. At Malcolm M. Music. And you can find me on Twitter at Spoken Worship. And we'd love to continue these conversations with you. See how you guys are dealing with your love languages or some difficult situations that you may be in. We don't have all of the answers. We don't. But we enjoy the conversation. We do. And whatever we do have, we will gladly share with you. Absolutely. So I have been Micah Morgan. And I'm Malcolm Morgan. (laughs) And this has been Let's Talk About It. You guys, let's get together next week. Let's talk again. See you guys later.